2: Welcome everybody to episode 59 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host Grant, left side, Youngsma. How's it going, Grant?
0: Good, Phil. How about you?
2: Yeah, doing good. Uh, and we have a new guest this week. We're super excited to have uh, a film editor by day and uh, a list- listener of our show by night, Rick Strongside Ives. How's it going, Rick? Uh,
3: thank you so much for giving me a nickname because I was going to be upset if I didn't <laughs> get
2: one of those. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, we would never let our guests get away with not having one. And uh, you know, you should be uh, enthused. I gave you Strongside.
3: <laughs> yes, I'll take Strongside. side.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Um obviously, we, if you couldn't tell by uh, the title of the show or what we just talked about, we um, are back to movie reviews this week, um, maybe just for one week. We'll talk about that later. But uh, this week, we're um, talking about Remember the Titans. And um, first off, uh, before we get into... Um, the show proper. I did want to say um, apologies for missing last week. If you're if you're one of those people that listens to us every week, um, I just had. We're not going to go into the de- details on the show, but I had some medical stuff come up. Um, I was actually in the emergency room the weekend that we were recording, and so we ended up having to postpone this. We were actually going to have Rick on a week ago, and I'm um, just now able to have him on. So um, uh, that's okay. Doing- I speak for every- I-, I
3: speak for everyone when I say we're glad that you're back. Glad that you're healthy. <laughs>
2: yeah so um yeah now i remember I'm,
3: feeling upset when there were episodes missed before i'm like what's happening
2: who yeah. are these guys <laughs> and, and this where my bad is is like i definitely should have posted like a like a 90 second episode or something like that just to say hey we're gonna miss this week but we'll you know stay tuned you know don't unsubscribe <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next week um and i just didn't didn't think to do that so uh, it's been a long week uh this week for me and and uh but i am feeling better so good
0: yeah great we're we're glad to hear it,
1: Phil. So. <laughs>
2: Um, but Rick, we want to kind of get to know you a little bit as a new guest of the show um, before we get into a uh, discussion this week of, of the movie. And we're going to kind of skip the, we, we usually do kind of news of the week here at this part of the show, but instead of that, we're there was gonna, no
3: news this week anyways. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Nothing, nothing to talk about in the world. Um, you know, <laughs> just kind of a kind of a quiet week, uh, especially in the United States. But um, we, uh, there is one like small, very small Disney plus thing that got announced. Um, um that grant and i were chatting about this week i think we'll save that for the end of the show um it it won't there's not going to be much discussion on it just it has to do with what we're going to do next week so um we'll, we'll talk about that at the end but before we get into the movie review um Rick, we wanted to kind of have a conversation with you about what you do, because I think what you do for a living would be of great interest to our audience as film lovers, TV show lovers, media just in general, consumers. Uh, You are actually on the other side of that same coin. You're actually participating in the production of these things that we love. And uh, you've even worked on some of the things that we've seen. And so we wanted to kind of get to know you and ask you some questions, kind of do a little interview section of the show with you, uh, which we've never done before. This is kind of a fun thing for us.
3: Oh, sure. Good. Well, I'm glad I could be here to help.
2: (laughs) So um, let's start out with just, can you you tell us and people listening just kind of what you do as a uh, film editor like um, what's the daily work look like for you what what part do you play in the overall filmmaking process but a lot of people may not even really know exactly what an editor does on a daily basis what what, what does your work look like yeah
3: yeah sure so uh, I should clarify uh, aspiring editor right so... aspiring
2: yeah <laughs> you're an assistant film editor I
3: am a. I have a, <laughs> an editor on a number of very small projects that you've never heard of or seen and probably never will um <laughs> Couple of shorts, couple of features, some trailers, that kind of stuff that I do uh, in my own time, um, and then full time job, uh, an assistant editor. Um, so, actually, can I go into a little bit about how I got to doing this? Right? Oh, absolutely. So yeah. First and foremost, I am a fan of all this stuff. Right? I love movies. I love TV. I grew up always wanted to work on movies, just to be a part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever it was, I just uh-huh. wanted to be there. Um, I remember when I was in. I think it was eighth grade. We did a trip to uh, college where they did a little tour around, you know, to teach you about all the different types of courses that you can take and stuff. And that was the first time I realized you can go to school to do this kind of thing Mm because I already watch every DVD feature, you know, on the DVDs that Mm -hmm. that came out. And uh, that's what I want to do. And my parents weren't (laughs) that excited about that, but I told them I want to (laughs) work in movies, right? So uh, that's been the goal for a long time. Um, when I first graduated from college uh, out in California, um, I got into something called dailies. So have you ever heard what dailies are?
2: You you need to explain okay, that because I've seen that on your like resume and like IMDb page and stuff like that, and I, I have no idea what it is. Yeah, yeah.
3: So the first two months out of college, I landed, I just luck landed this job working for a place called Cameron Pace Group, and that is the Cameron, that is James Cameron in Cameron Pace Group. Okay. Okay. He was the owner of the place. Um, and they were. this was at the time they were developing all the 3D camera rigs. So I started there the day after Avatar came out.
2: Wow. And
3: everyone was standing around talking about this movie that they had just watched last night in 3D and how much they liked it, what they did like, what they didn't like. And I just looked around at everyone and I thought, where am I right now? Because <laughs> I didn't <laughs> even know the company that I had was starting at temporarily. Um, anyways, we got into doing 3D dailies. And so dailies is the step between shooting it and the editor right okay so in the olden times like 10 years ago they would shoot all this film on set and then they would develop it just like film in your camera right and then they would Mm -hmm. deliver that to the editor to work on the next day so that was dailies we still do that except it's all digital now right so you'll Mm -hmm. shoot on a -hmm. a red camera or an alexa camera Um, and it still has to be processed because it's not just iphone footage right it's (laughs) like 8k 10k high speed, real high resolution. Uh, and we just plug it into the computer. We do a number of processes to it and then deliver it to the editor, hopefully the next day, you know, by 9am. Um, so that's what I was doing for almost seven years or so. Um, and so are, that.
2: just to be clear, like, are you watching this footage in any way or is it more yeah. just taking like the yeah. raw uncompressed video and then like putting it in some kind of other format? Like what, what,
3: yeah, it's kind of both. Uh, uh, they deliver raw and compressed, and you have to back it all up to digital tape. Um, and then you are actually uh-huh. looking at it, right? So we do a color correction pass so that everything looks the same that was shot through the whole day, even wow. if clouds are moving or lights wow. changing. That's or cool. if this was a scene really cool. the other half a month ago, you got to make sure that color matches what they shot today. <laughs> right? Because they're going to be cutting it together, and it needs to look like it was all at the same time. Yeah. Um, so we do look at everything as it's coming in. Another step often will be sound sync because they record sound separately from the camera. Uh, so you got to go through, make sure all that's in sync, because um, they don't want to worry about any of that when they're editing. Right? They just want to sit down, and
1: start
3: <laughs> making the yeah. magic happen. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, so doing dailies. Uh, let's see. I worked on Hugo. That was a yeah. Um, Journey to Mysterious Island. That was my first big one with the rock
0: in it. I don't know if you guys have seen that.
2: Yeah, I, I know. Uh,
3: I've uh,
0: never seen that, but I've heard of it.
3: Yeah, it's a good one. Um, 47 Ronin. Wow. Let's see. Walking with Dinosaurs, 3D. Um, I did dailies for Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. Um, and then a little bit of stuff kind of on the side of that. Uh, I also worked on... Ah, uh, the new Independence Day movie and the new the newest Thor, Thor Ragnarok. That was on set, so that wasn't doing dailies. We could talk about that another time. Yeah. But, uh, oh, I, I love those, that movie. That's, That's one of
2: my favorites. Yeah, you just you just triggered Grant um, Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Fact, the fact that you were on set for that movie, you know, you just you just uh, perked Grant's geek ears.
3: <laughs> uh, right, and then I so after that, then I worked on uh, the two Avengers most recent Avengers movies. That was quite a long one. Um, somewhere in there, I got a credit on the Mandalorian, which I'm not exactly sure how or why, uh, Uh, they rented our gear (laughs) to do the dailies for. And I was technically the, um, support here, even though they shot that in LA, (laughs) uh, and, uh, woke up one morning mandalorian was released and my name was in the
2: credits and i said thank you whoever did this whoever
1: <laughs>
3: I'm, on I'm a that's Star pretty Wars cool
2: <laughs> i don't understand it but i'm going to claim it <laughs> i hadn't
3: seen any of it i hadn't worked on
2: it but that's
3: fine um that wasn't the case for season two but uh anyway so i left there and uh currently got out of the dailies world and now an assistant editor so i'm the first person to receive those dailies in the morning okay. at night okay
2: wow okay
3: um and you'd be amazed at how much work goes into editing something on this level, right? Uh, they shoot between three and six hours of footage a day. Oh. Wow. And we'll shoot for three to four months. So you do the math and figure wow. out how much actual footage that is to cut down to a two-hour movie or maybe a six-hour you know, TV show.
0: That's crazy. Um,
3: and so specifically what I do every day is go through and mark. Basically, whenever they say action, you put a marker there anytime they do a reset you put a marker there it goes through and check all that sound to make sure everything's in sync the main one Uh, of the
2: reasons you're watching the footage is to make put in put in those markers for the editor
3: yep that's right and you're just basically sorting through it all because there's always going to be mistakes on Mm. set um things are named wrong or sound files are named differently than the their picture counterpart um i mean whatever it is you just got to make it easy so that as soon as the editor sits down to work. There's no question on what they're looking at. Yeah. Okay. uh, That's basically
2: it. So obviously watching this stuff, you know, sometimes years, a couple of years before it actually comes out to theaters, there's obviously like huge NDAs, like you've non-disclosure, you can't talk about any of this stuff. Like, yeah, that's right. What are those documents like? Are they like just, 20 pages long or like what, what, what is that?
3: It's a lot like when you sign into your Apple iTunes account and they say <laughs> you accept and you just click yes. Cause I want to be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> the, the part that nobody reads. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah. Usually it's just, you cannot post anything on social media. You cannot take pictures. Uh, don't have your phone out, anything like that. And depending on the production, they have different you know, level of security. Um, but for the most part, yeah, you're keeping this stuff secret for a year or two and wow, it that would, is a long time. Ago. That would be crazy.
0: I, it, I don't think I could do that. But
3: it's but it's part of it, right? Being on this side, you want people to have that experience. You want them to be yeah. in the theater, and, like have that amazing moment where something's revealed. And I don't want to give that away.
2: Yeah. Anybody, yeah. How can, I know we can't talk about specifics of, of Marvel stuff, so I'm not going to ask you. Uh, this is a very general question though. How, how, before the world knew what happened in Endgame, how long had you already known?
3: at least a year
2: <laughs> that's, yeah. un- wow. that's unbelievable and
3: and some of the, some of that stuff you know like thor being fat or who lives and who dies it,
2: oh man it's so
3: hard to come home <laughs> and just have this that, and you can't tell anybody. so see so i mean <laughs> it's the life you live
2: i mean every uh, yeah that's what was gonna be my next question that everyone means everyone so like your wife kids you know friends like you you can't tell anybody
3: yeah luckily my wife isn't as huge a fan of this stuff so she doesn't really (laughs) care anyways yeah Um, she's more fan of remember the titans on honestly (laughs) (laughs) so So that's not too tough but yeah i don't tell anyone else it's fun though to hold a secret over their heads like oh you you, i bet you really want to know what i
1: saw today
2: (laughs) well especially when when everyone's going to the theater watching to watch infinity war and you're like I, I literally just watched Endgame. <laughs> like, you yeah, know, as yeah. people are watching Infinity War and they're like making all these theories about like, oh, I, I bet you this is gonna happen. They're gonna do this, and you're just like, you guys are so wrong. And then none, none of that happens in Endgame.
0: <laughs> and right. it's literally like two of the biggest movies of all time. And that's I've spent, crazy. I
3: spent way too much time on Reddit and Facebook looking at people's theories and just laughing to I myself. Bet. That's for sure. <laughs> I bet.
0: But yeah, we, as um, ever, everyone
3: does. Everyone on productions like that for every production, you know.
0: Yeah, whenever we went and saw uh, Endgame, Phil and I saw it together with my wife, Caitlin, and another friend, and Caitlin was just like, they had, like, cardboard cutouts of, like, heroes, and she's like, well, that's dumb. Why would they have their cardboard cutouts? Because they die in that movie, and Phil is just (laughs) like, what are you saying? Because we're literally walking through the hallway, and we're on the first day of it being out.
3: And um i'm glad you brought that that movie experience up and i'm sorry to put you on the spot on this but i gotta bring this up because every time you tell this story about uh what was it you saw it in 3d oh yeah but yeah but you can't watch 3d for whatever reason
2: well it kind of makes it's me a little sick yeah
3: so you had to get glasses yeah and i think um what you were saying before was you got glasses that revert that flipped the eyes
2: yeah aren't the aren't the colors reversed <laughs>
3: So this is yeah. what this is what bugs me every time okay. you, every you have time to, you bring you the have story to explain
2: up. you have to explain. That. I don't know, I don't know how the science works.
3: <laughs> yeah. In the old in the olden days it was two different colors. Right? So it was okay. Red was filtering out one and, and
1: <laughs> okay. either green
3: or blue was filtering out the other. Now it's not like that. It's polarized like your cell phone uh, okay. screen. So if you turn it when you're looking through sunglasses, it will change.
2: Okay. Right? Okay.
3: Um so there is still a left eye and a right eye, but when you're watching 3D uh in most cases at least in the theater it's literally flickering left eye right eye on the screen so quickly that you can't see it wow but the but the lenses in your glasses know to only see left or only see right wow so you aren't actually switching eyes when you bought that you bought glasses that only have a left eye and a left eye
2: wow (laughs) or
3: a right eye and a right eye i don't know which one
2: wow that's so cool that's crazy if yeah, you I had, had no switched,
3: idea. if you had switched, actually, that it's a very strange uh thing to look at. It's called reverse stereo, which happens on accident. But it's like the background is trying to get in front of the foreground. Oh man, constantly. talk about
2: talking about making me sick.
3: Yeah, you think you have headaches now. Wait till you watch a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff where the eyes are flipped, because i be, be and I'm glad you didn't watch that movie with that, because you would have hated it
2: three hours in, you wouldn't even be able
3: to watch street
2: um that's fascinating i, I do not know that that's how it works um and, and
3: uh and by the way when you're watching it that way you're only looking at half the amount of light right huh. because you're only looking at one okay eye. so
2: oh that's interesting so it um i felt like the movie the picture like the actual screen looked dark to me um is mm-hmm. that because i'm only seeing half of the light that it's yeah it that's half? It. yeah
3: yeah that's okay. right that's interesting between the two eyes so did if you, you're looking at through the glasses,
0: it is darker
2: yeah. Didn't you? Didn't you think it looks a little dark, Grant? Or you didn't wear them, right? You I, wore them. I wore them. Like you, I didn't
0: watch it in 3D. I watched them okay. in your glasses.
3: I thought
2: I thought it looked dark with the glasses. I mean, it's still
3: clear. it's still half the light, anyways. Even if in regular 3D, because you're still only seeing half with left eye, half with right eye.
2: Right.
1: That was one of the big
3: oh, complaints crap. going to see 3D was it's so dim because yeah. they turn the light down. You really need to bump the projector brightness up to account for 3D.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that, that's another reason I don't watch anything in 3 I, I have It's not like I've never watched a movie in 3D. I have a, a few times, but um, it, the picture always just looks really dark to me. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I'm just like, why would I want to watch it like this? <laughs> well, I that's think, the reason why. I, I think <laughs> I
0: saw the first Avengers in 3D. I might be dreaming, but I think I did see it in 3D.
3: Yeah, and it's I was... tough to go out to
0: just a regular
3: movie theater because you never know what their brightness is going to be. yeah you have really have to like seek out a good theater that you know is going to have it to code Mm -hmm. that'll (laughs) look good Anyways, that's real inside baseball stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. <laughs> I'm, I, ask
2: <laughs> I'm glad. I, I, I'm, I'm always happy to learn, about, especially about scientific kind of stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Um, so uh, let me ask you next. Um, so I, I want to know: Has you? You said you before that we started the show. You said you were working. You go into a studio to actually do that, get that work done um, as an assistant film editor. Are you? like how has production changed in the last nine months? Like in a COVID world, like a lot of people's jobs obviously have been, you know, severely altered. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, what what has the last year been like compared to like all the years before that?
3: Um, Looking around at all the different jobs that are out there. And, you know, my friends work in different places. My wife's a nurse. She's been working tele telecommuting.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So she's, <laughs> watching over COVID cases all over the country uh, at different companies and where i go to work feels more safe than anywhere else to me yeah right we wear masks we get tested every week everyone stays oh wow distanced i mean i even wear masks when i'm walking around outside which i don't do at home but we do at work uh no one hangs out with each other no one really eats together unless we're outside you know and the weather's nice yeah Mm -hmm. um any food that's delivered to you is like prepackaged there's nothing like a buffet table like like it used to be um, they kind of encourage you go home if you're not doing anything you don't just need to be hanging around okay um, what else I mean, I always worked in an office anyway, so now I have an office by mm-hmm. myself. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: I just know <laughs> it's, it's, been
2: a, it's been a tough year for, for movies in particular, um, and so, some TV shows have been able to kind of continue on, you know, obviously like The Mandalorian and others, but I know like there's just been production delays left and right, and um, it kind of makes me wonder what, what's even going to come out next year because it's like the stuff that they're shooting in this year, in this you know 2020 year is the stuff that comes out in 2021 or 2022 and so it's like you know were you guys even like able to work you know did you have to take some time off because of yeah well pretty
3: much the whole industry was shut down from march-ish until august-ish right almost everywhere in the world i think new zealand was the first ones to start opening up again um, Hmm. just because they had it so under control but other than that, everyone's just been trying to figure out how to do this safely. Um, is it still okay? To, I mean, I'm in I'm in Atlanta, and our hospital wait times are like two three hours. So oh, if wow. someone gets in a car accident on the way to work or gets injured on set, God forbid,
1: mm-hmm. it's even worse
3: mm-hmm. for them, right? So it's not even yeah. just a matter of are people going to catch COVID here, but is it safe to send people to the hospital?
1: Yeah, even if they don't, you know, un- unrelated wow. to
3: that. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's what a, a lot of productions are dealing with mostly uh, in California and, you know, out here pretty much everywhere in the United States, but yeah, that's how it's, that's how it's changed so much. I think you're going to see a lot more post-production happening remotely because um, it's just people mm-hmm. sitting at computers anyways. If, if you can get your internet up to speed to be able to handle what we're doing, um, obviously shooting on set can never be worked remotely so that's the big question on mm-hmm. how long can you keep doing that safely but yeah we'll see it's a brave new world <laughs>
2: yeah yeah and and uh tom cruise is going to be the arbiter of, of how things progress in that yeah. world yeah the
3: funny <laughs> thing is that's how a lot of us feel you know i know we don't i should be sh- shut down i've been out of work for six months please let's keep when, working
2: <laughs> when i when i heard the audio tape of him you know yelling <laughs> yelling at everybody and i was like tom you're not wrong, but like, you're kind of yelling it <laughs> like, but like, but he's absolutely right. Like, I mean, if, if if even one person makes a mistake, then the whole production gets shut down. I, I was watching, um, Oh, what did I watch? I watched, uh, Deadpool two last night, mm-hmm. and at the end of that movie, you that's watch. It's not on Disney
3: Plus. Wait a second. No,
2: it's it's not. Uh, <laughs> we can still talk. It about is a it, Disney but. movie. <laughs> uh, it is. That's right. Um, but I, I'll, you go all the way to the end of the uh, the film credits. You stick around all the way to the end, and the la- very last thing that's on the screen says, uh, "The production of this movie provided for fifteen thousand jobs of blah 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 or whatever." You know, it's including everyone, marketers and everything. Everything. You know, it's like, yeah, the, one film. It can affect as many as like ten to fifteen thousand people, mm-hmm. um, especially
3: so, the big, big ones.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I, I, I actually didn't have a problem with the content um, that he was saying because I think it's it's right on. But um, yeah, it's it's a that's a the movie industry is is so um again like you said dependent on being around each other and not everyone's workplace is like that like i i go to into work every day and i sit at a computer um and it sounds like you do and that sounds like your job too but like if you have to be on set you know it's it can be kind of dangerous right now um right and i, I didn't even think about the er part of it like if you if you get injured on set you know it, it could be where do you go yeah yeah it could be life-threatening depending on what kind of injury you sustained so Um, I want to know about editing um, and and how it colors, like your opinion, like when you watch stuff, like I know you've, you've done some editing, you said, you know, short films and smaller things, but you've actually done the process of taking what most people don't see, you know, the 200 hours or whatever, and, you know, bringing it down to one hour or two hours. um, And you know, all the process that's involved in, in the cutting room floor part of it. When you watch movies like just movies you've you've never seen before or like don't don't have any knowledge of whatever are you critical of the editing points like like when they when they cut from like one scene to another you're like oh that's not the way i would do it or like has it affected the way you watch movies
3: yeah um i don't know um specifically editing it's one of those art forms where if you're noticing it it's not working right oh, yeah. it's supposed to be invisible okay <laughs> yeah so most of the time when i'm noticing good editing i have to kind of step outside of it anyways and just you know, recognize what's happening. Most of the time when I'm recognizing editing, it's like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh but to be honest, I i get this question a lot and I relate to uh playing the guitar, right? So if you learn the uh-huh. guitar, is Jimi Hendrix a worse guitar player or a better guitar player? <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Now you know what he's really doing. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's for me uh when I'm watching a really good movie. I just, just in awe that it could be, I could be swept away like this, yeah. And it's really working on all cylinders, and I understand why, yeah. Right. So when something really takes me like that, then I know it's then I, I know it's good.
2: You're you're amazed when you get to the end of a movie and you just didn't even think about the editing, like it was just a yeah. one seamless experience.
3: Right. And for me, that's a, how a lot of the the Disney stuff is. I mean, they're the best at what they do.
2: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
3: Even even having worked on some of this stuff like knowing all the plot points that are coming and having seen a million takes of the same thing, still see it happen. is like, Oh man, this is the best. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah. Grant, did you have um, any questions for him? I've got maybe one more. Um,
0: Do you uh, have any like cool stories or experiences that you've had in the industry uh, that you can
2: share with us?
3: Yeah. We, story.
2: We're not asking you to share anything that you're not allowed to share, but. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, That's fine. Um, I have had a lot of experiences. I've had a lot of run-ins with celebs that are experiences where they would never remember. And it was like seeing somebody outside (laughs) of a bathroom, that kind of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. A ton of people that are are so small and insignificant, but for some reason I'm just collecting this library of weird, weird.
0: (laughs) That is so cool. (laughs) So,
3: uh, so, uh, one, my wife said I had to tell this one. So I was standing outside um, one stage. Uh, they turn on a little red light. So you're not allowed to walk in and out when they're shooting. So that's mm-hmm. not Um So when the little red light is spinning around, you're kind of stuck outside. And if it's a long take, people start to congregate because they all need to get in. Uh, I'm just standing there looking at my phone and a golf cart pulls up. And this chick says, sorry, not a chick. This woman says, uh, who, who, what did she say? Sorry. I spilled coffee all over myself. I'm such a diva. And I was like, oh my gosh, who is this? And I look up and it's Taylor Swift, oh. the diva. <laughs> and I thought to myself, yes, she is allowed to say that. <laughs> that is great. And so for three minutes, I just sat out there standing next to Taylor Swift and her people like waiting to get in.
2: That's funny.
3: Uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, let's see I did I walked around a tent one time and me and Chris Hemsworth did one of these oh sorry oh sorry oh, oh yeah sorry. Didn't know which way. <laughs> and I apologize and he said that's all right buddy and he and he patted me on the shoulder <laughs> and I have never showered that yeah. shoulder
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I love about that story is that um it shows you that even Chris Hemsworth can be awkward <laughs>
3: I don't know if it was him or mostly me. Uh yeah, that's that kind of stuff. You know, people walk in one time I was at a, we were waiting for a screening and I knew they were coming, but uh someone called and said they were here and I walked to the front door and it was Daniel Craig and John Favreau coming in for oh, a test. Man. Holy cow. It was for Cowboys and Aliens years ago. And I just got so weak at the knees, like oh James Bond standing right in front of me. I don't know what to even say. Where do I put my hands?
2: that would have floored me I yeah I don't know what I would have done if I had seen those guys
3: um the first time this is a marvel this is a marvel one the first time I saw Tom Hiddleston I was parked on the stage we're like at a stop sign and I looked out my window and he was standing right there out of care out of character right uh (laughs) It took my breath away how attractive that guy is. you have no idea? Yeah. yeah. I was like Wow Tom <laughs> <laughs> He's always so slimy and gross, you know, as mm-hmm. but as a guy I'm like, Okay, yeah, I see it. I see it.
2: Yeah. Huh.
1: But yeah,
3: it's, there you it, go. I'll it, it, save some for next time, but
2: yeah, no, that's fine. Um, we'd love to hear more next time too. That'd be great. Um, yeah, the uh, I have run into a, a few. I used to live in Southern California, and I, I did run into a few celebrities down there. Just um, you know, <laughs> driving around or walking around, and you see somebody, and um, it's what's striking to me is how not glamorous they look. Like you know, when you guys are sh- shooting in 24 frames or whatever, it's like th- it doesn't look like real life. And then when you see them up close, like the the biggest by far the biggest celebrity that I've ever come in contact with was Harrison Ford. Um, Mm -hmm. and I had a, just a brief, a very brief conversation with him. And it's, um, it's, it's real just he's just normal like he's just a guy like and and Mm -hmm, i I know like that's the most obvious statement in the world but i'm telling you like when you're face to face with somebody that you've seen as indiana jones 115 times right you're standing there on the sidewalk and he's right there it's it's just it's it takes your breath away but in a in a homely kind of sense like oh he's just a guy like he's just a guy yeah Wearing clothes on the side of the street, right? You know? So, well, that was yeah. a good
3: question you asked. What my favorite uh, memories are, and kind of what you're talking about there is, except not with the actors, but with the filmmakers, right? So when I end up in a room mm-hmm. with big-time directors yeah. or producers, and they're discussing like, what do we want to put in this trailer that's going to come out in a week, and I know that trailer is going to be huge, right? Yeah, when yeah. that trailer comes out in two weeks. The internet is going to blow up and I get to just listen to, do we want this shot in it or not in it? Um, Or just the whole filmmaking process, because that's the stuff that I love to hear. As fans, we we watch the movie and we talk about, I didn't really like this part, or I did like this part, or I wish they had kept something else in, or why didn't they do this? And to hear their side of that conversation is just fascinating to me. Like, what's the thinking behind keeping something in or keeping it out, or should something move faster or slower or whatever it is?
2: And are the directors very different as far as how they approach that, or, or how how much control they like how mo- how much micromanaging they want over the process? Or
3: yeah, it's just like you would expect. I mean, there's you guys are movie watchers. There's so many movies out there, and every director is different. You know, some people like mm-hmm. you say, want more control. Some people want the actors to bring more to the table. Some people hang out in their trailer and just say, "Show me what you shot at the end of the day, and take the yes. credit for it." yeah so whichever it is but it's still fun it's like lots of personalities and a lot of drama sometimes but at the end of the day you get to see something that could be really incredible that captures everyone's imaginations you know yeah that's what i love about it so
2: cool well i think that's a good um good conversation for this time and and, you know as soon as we can have you come back and it works with your schedule i'd love to kind of you know pick your brain about more stories or you know think of new questions that we came up with um you can you know teach us something else about 3d classes yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure
3: <laughs> i'm the 3d expert even though they <laughs> don't really shoot that much in 3d anymore but
2: yeah all about. <laughs> so um well thanks man um we're gonna have you on for the rest of the show obviously we uh, came here to talk about remember remember the titans um yeah thanks for letting
3: I, me stick around because i love the review portion that's oh what I,
2: yeah that's what i love to listen to so. yeah but i, I, like, sure. I want to be on back i wasn't sure if you wanted to be or not i was just like hey can we interview you and you're like i'll do the whole show and i was like great (laughs) no i did i I wasn't expecting that at all so awesome um so yeah and you're welcome to come on whenever you want this has been a lot of fun already so um, so this movie came out remember the titans came out 20 years ago which it blew my mind when I saw that Um, it came out in September like this past September 2020 It was its 20th anniversary Um, what's your Mm -hmm. history with the film Um, did you see it when it first I guess we'll start with you Grant what did you see it when it first came out Um, did you come to it later this is one of your favorite movies of all time so um, what's yeah
3: Um, remind me where you put this one Grant on your list
0: I think this one was number three yeah three um well with me being such a huge sports fan i'm almost positive that on opening weekend i went and saw this with my dad and i was uh, nine years old at the time Mm -hmm. and i love this movie um it was one of those dvds that i bought like as soon as it came out and i want to say i like as a kid i probably saw a couple maybe, like, 50 times or so. Mm. And, like... But, like, honestly, um, I've seen it, like, twice in the last, like, three months. But before that, it had probably been, like, 10 years since I had seen it. So it had been a long time. But, I mean, just watching it again last week, it just shows, like, what a great movie it is. And, like, Denzel does an amazing job in this movie. and But, I mean... It's hard, like, because I also really like Friday Night Lights as well. Uh-huh. And um, I would definitely say I, like, remember the Titans more, but it is very close.
2: Yeah. Uh, Rick, what's your history? I, I think your, your history and mine are going to be pretty similar.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: I saw this once on DVD after it came out because everyone had said how good it was, and I remember liking it. And I hadn't seen it since then. Mm-hmm. always thought it was, like, up there. You know, as sports movies, I'm also an avid sports movie lover. <laughs> uh, usually fall more on the baseball sports side. Mm-hmm. Or or you got to love the Ducks, right? I know you love the Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Up on those. But um, yeah, this is a good one. Actually, my wife has this funny thing where she doesn't remember a movie after about six months so we can watch movies over again and she Dude, has no recollection of them. I'm, whatever. I'm the
2: same way. I'm exactly. Really? Yeah. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot remember. I can remember some of like the main scenes, like the, the ones that really changed the plot of the movie yeah. and all the other scenes go out of my memory. I can't and she, remember. Stuff. She,
3: and she especially doesn't really like sports movies, but she loves remember the Titans. She remembers it all the time and I put it on. And she was like, fine with watching it again, even though she had just watched it recently. Right? I, think,
2: I think I could predict one thing about about why this is for your wife, if, if she's like me, um, the more impact that the movie has on me, the more I will remember it. Like yeah, if, if it really made true. me think in the moment or if it changed my emotions or my approach to a certain idea or worldview, uh, I will remember that movie for quite a while. But yeah, I, I mean, so. Well, I mean, now I'll- she will
3: always remember the little arm roll dance. Because I come out of the bathroom <laughs> like
2: that. Every day. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> every day.
1: Here we are, the titans. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um yeah my history is exactly the same as yours I I, I may have seen it in theaters I, I don't remember exactly but I know I saw it pretty early on probably in theaters when it came out and then I honestly think I, I don't think I've seen this again since then I watched it this last week um so we could talk about it and I never came back around to it um that's not obviously has nothing to do with how much I loved it um because and we'll go into that next and you say how we kind of generally feel about the movie and then we'll talk about scenes, but, um, I'll just kick us off. This is one of the greatest sports movies I've ever seen. I, Mm -hmm. I was absolutely blown away. Again, I can barely remember movies six months later, let alone 20 years. And so I went into this movie, like, I mean, blank minds like no no recollection at all i didn't even remember the characters like who like what, what the characters interactions were like i didn't remember mm-hmm. anything i just remember it. it had something to do with race and the, the coach was really awesome and like yeah obviously the team goes undefeated i, I remembered some of those facts but um but yeah i watched it and i like i i watched all i usually would like to watch the credits kind of see the name scroll by and stuff like that and i was just sitting there stunned like just stunned like speechless couldn't like didn't even know what to say at the end of it. I was just like that, that movie impacted me so, so heavily. So mm-hmm. um, I, it's probably one that I, pr- I probably will remember for years to come. And then, you know, 20 years more from now, I'll forget about it. But um, uh, I guess we'll go back to you, Grant. What, um, uh, you kind of already talked about it. This is like one of the greatest sports movies of all time.
0: Oh yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's amazing. And um, it definitely hasn't lost its luster over time and i think it's a great uh movie depiction of like kind of what we're kind of going through right now as a country Mm -hmm. and but i mean it i love this movie and i mean it's kind of crazy because whenever we did our top 10 the two movies i had above it were hocus pocus and d2 of the my ducks if you look at like rotten tomatoes (laughs) or any film creditors it's not even close (laughs) it's not even close but But i mean you're entitled to your opinion yeah i mean but with that i mean it's just i mean i'm speechless is
3: it is it the same uh movie without denzel i don't think so
2: no is this is this movie a, a top five Denzel performance? Perhaps I know he's been in some huge movies. I'm just saying, like his his performance in this is otherworldly. It's it's mind blowing. Yeah. I was trying yeah. to think
3: if there's anyone else. Is there as big an actor with like the gravitas that he has in the last twenty years? Yeah, maybe Tom Hanks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Tom Hanks is probably up there.
3: I don't know who else you could. I don't know who else like he just commands every scene. He's so powerful. Everything he says. Yeah. He's shaking.
2: He's yeah. And he's feeling the emotion of the moment. Like I, I really believe that the character Coach Boone that he's playing is that that he is almost almost to the sense of like I don't know if he's like method or whatever, but I'm just saying like it almost seems physically that he's going through the same kinds of things that his character is going through in that moment. Yeah, um, I, I feel it on screen from from him when it, every time I see him talk. So, and he if gets, he yeah, ever yeah. got in your That's face
3: and said and said who's your who's your daddy
2: who's your daddy <laughs> I mean i, you <laughs> I would, your pants. I would you just, couldn't stop yourself. <laughs> I I would just crumple onto the floor. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, but I mean. I, I would say that uh even Denzel would probably tell you that this is probably one I mean it's probably one of his top five favorite roles, I would assume, oh yeah, and, but I mean he definitely put his whole self into this movie. It's kind of like with uh I'll give another I would say it's kind of like Heath Ledger when he played The Joker. I feel like uh Heath Ledger gave a lot into playing the joker just like denzel gave a lot in playing herman boone yeah yeah you just embody the role nobody else could do it like that
2: yeah um i don't think the movie's anywhere close to the same without him um even even keeping the captivating story and obviously the the based on the true events of this of this high school and the impact that the movie has as far as not just race obviously a lot a lot of people are going to point to that first but also just football i mean just like the the overcoming this of this team with the odds that they had to fight versus what other schools were dealing with that same year um it keep all of that the same and but just remove denzel and put put in another actor and i, I just don't think it's as impactful he's one of the best um there is so yeah. um so let's uh i this if we if we talk about this movie like beat by beat, like scene by scene in order, we'll talk we'll be talking about this movie <laughs> until midnight tonight. so yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna do that. I mean, there are so many things, but um uh when you think about like key scenes in this movie, um you know, there's several for me that are like uh, hair standing on the back of my neck, kind of kind of moments um what what do you guys? think of. I guess we'll start with Grant because Grant's the one that's seen this 52, 52 times apparently. But... Right, he's the pro. <laughs> well, he practically I would...
3: went to this high school. He's, seen yeah. this so
0: <laughs> he's on the team.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like T.C. Williams is my alma mater.
0: <laughs> I would say that three scenes really get me for this movie and then I'll let you guys uh, discuss yep. it a little bit. The first scene is when he's going on his rant about fumbling the football um that's a very motivating scene and i'd piggyback that on the one where he talks about how they're not going i think it's the game right before the state final i think it's the semifinal, and he talks about how they're not going to gain another yard and i mean Mm. that's one of the biggest like motivational speeches that people love in the film industry and Those two scenes get you so fired up and then probably one of the I mean most heartbreaking scenes and you know it's coming is when Gary gets in the car accident and yeah it's just I had forgotten about that plot point until this time.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I remember going.
0: He gets in the car and it clicked. Oh yeah. Now I'm remembering this. (laughs) Yeah. And so I mean, that's in this movie, that's probably like the closest I would call coming to tears because I mean that scene's just so powerful and then you go to the hospital scene and it's just oh, yeah. like and but I mean it's really cool to see the um, friendship that uh, that they have and just breaking down the barriers mm. and because I mean they overcome so much and like Gary basically his best friend going into the season. He basically kicks him to the curb just because he's not doing his job. So, it's just... It's a great movie. And, I mean, that's all i really can say it's, <laughs> the, it's amazing the
2: chemistry between um gary and julius in this movie is yeah. is unbelievable and it, it's it's i think part of that is because of where they come from like where they start in the movie and then where they end up at the end of the movie is, is so vast uh they're like literally yelling and like fighting each other physically at the beginning of the movie and then um that's part of it but i also honestly like um Ryan Hurst is the guy that plays um, Gary and Wood Harris mm-hmm. is, is Julius. Both of them are the same, but Ryan Hurst is like, he's a, a, acting wise. He's a, he's an incredible actor. I, I can't, I, I couldn't believe how how much he sold me on his performance in, in almost every scene. He's just, he's acting his heart out. And I believe every second of it, I, I, I couldn't believe how invested I was in him as a character um, the whole time. So, and and all of the the odds he was fighting against with his parents and his, his girlfriends and people that didn't agree the same way as him, he's basically, it's almost him versus the entire town at one point, um, you know, to find the, to to find basically everyone around him, including his mom. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's such a cool relationship to see the two of them as like, um, not just like friends, but like, um, Use an They're old basically term.
0: like brothers. Yeah, they are, and they I call each
2: they call each other brothers at the end of the mo- yeah. towards the end of the movie. Um, Rick, Let's let's get you what what um what are some like kind of standout scenes or, uh, or the lines? thing I
3: take away from this movie is sports speeches. <laughs> <laughs> Denzel had like five or six solid speeches. Usually, you get one or two good ones in a sports movie, but this one was like every other mm-hmm. scene. It felt like uh-huh. uh huh. Uh. Personally my favorite of the whole one is the Gettysburg speech.
2: Oh gosh.
3: Yeah. And you talk hard. about you talk about wanting to like feeling it during the car accident stuff. That's the scene that I felt it. I was like, whoa man, this is heavy. And he he delivers it so well and you're like, Man, this is more than just football, right? Yeah. That's a great sports movie, but um uh what was I gonna say? Do you guys have a favorite speech out of this movie? because oh, he has some serious bangers in there.
2: Yeah. Um I don't know, dude. I like they're all <laughs> they're all like oh they're almost um, almost equal to me um as far as like like how he's like revving them up and getting them excited to to go in and play like um Okay,
3: let me run through these real quick.
2: Yeah, me. yeah, go for it.
3: Uh in the gym, he does the is football fun to you? Is football
2: supposed to be fun? <laughs>
3: <laughs> that whole one which is sh- scary. Man, I hope he never comes to say that to me. And then at the buses, <laughs> when they're taking off, he was like, who's your daddy? Come on, who's your daddy? <laughs> intimidates him right in front of the whole team.
2: I, it's that first one. I think one of the, my favorite lines on that first one that you mentioned is, um, he goes, uh, this is not a democracy. It's a di- dictatorship. Yes. I am the law.
3: <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, okay, you got in the lunchroom where he says, we will be perfect in every aspect of this game.
2: Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. that's
3: what he tells everyone. Uh, they got to make a... Make a partner every day and get to know the whole team. He's, I think, I think one of the more controversial. Or they're going to run a mile.
2: Yeah, yeah. You you make one mistake, you run a mile. You make another mistake, you run a mile. Um, you fumble the ball, you run for the rest of the day or whatever. Yes. He says. But like, um, it's, I think that's the more controversial nature of his, and he even calls it on, on himself, like towards the end of the movie. He's like, he goes, I know I'm a, we don't cuss on the show, but like, I know I'm a hard, hard A, you know, like, yeah. like that's my mm-hmm. nature is like, I'm a drill sergeant. I'm not a, I'm not so much of a coach as I am like right. drilling these cadets, you know? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, these are kids. They're like 17 year old kids, but like, um, but that's what made them win. You know? So it's, it's hard to argue with success right. when, when you're undefeated. So.
3: Okay, then you got the Gettysburg speech. Yeah. He says, let's take a lesson from the dead. Whoa. <laughs> Shivers. Uh, then he got, uh, let's see, on the football field. Oh, yeah, he says, this is my sanctuary. Oh, yeah. That was a good one, right? Empty field. <laughs> uh, then the first game. Oh, he talks about where the name Titans comes from. Oh, yeah. Titans were greater than the gods. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. one after another after another he just keeps going who wrote that
2: <laughs> I, and i had this i had this moment when he was doing the greater than the gods speech that i was like you know what he was so good that if their um if their uh mascot was the eagles he would have made up something about you know eagles can soar higher right than, right you know? he like, wouldn't
0: come he, up with anything
2: he, like it didn't even matter that they were called the titans like he, that was just that was just a tool for him to use in his right tool. right yeah yeah
3: that's a good point Oh, that's funny. Um, interesting. I was looking up. Uh, the Gettysburg speech was real. That happened. Wow. that's But cool. it came from the bus driver.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, okay.
3: Coach Boone. So they changed it. I mean, that's obviously, that's interesting. you got to give that to him. But yeah, that was funny that the, the real guys all remembered that or something similar to that. But yeah, hmm. it was from the bus driver. So there you go. Um, what else? I forget. Do you guys just go through?
2: i um, I. I have several that I can throw. Out. I. I mean, I was just furiously taking notes as I was w- watching the movie. But yeah,
3: um, I felt like the last, the last third or so. I guess from the basically right before the car accident, it kind of slips into general sports movie territory for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the big game, all that stuff. I just thought the first half was so, so much more than, you know, what it had any right to be. Yeah. I wish they. I wish they could have kept it quite there, but. What are you going to do? You got to have a big game at the end
2: yep it's not yeah. a sports movie if you don't have the big game <laughs> by the way it's speaking of like actual real events because I, I looked it up right before we hit record um so the real events are pretty close to what they ended up with with the movie but obviously it's hollywood they have to you know make it even crazier so um the what ends up being they flip-flopped the mid-season game with the championship game so oh. um so th- I, I, this may disappoint you if you hear this so i apologize but um like <laughs> that's
3: it, like when you look up the <laughs> true story of rudy afterwards <laughs> yeah. don't <ever> do that. <laughs> yeah exactly
2: um i mean for the most part i mean like all the race stuff and the, the way that the town reacted to this new you know aggregating all three of these high schools into one like all that's exactly the same so like there's not there's no differences okay. as far as like how they viewed the players they obviously wanted them out of their town they didn't like coach boone all that stuff is ex- they just nailed everything um the only thing is just like how the game's portrayed so like um in the in the movie um is it, it's marshall right is the big championship mm-hmm. game. Okay, so that game, sorry guys, that game was in the middle of the season. It was like, you know, game game 4. Don't do five. this to me. Yeah. yeah. Go on <laughs> and, and the last and, game. And and then the championship game was a total blowout. They, they oh, it wasn't yeah, even close. <laughs> no, they they didn't even let the other t- the opposing team score. It was 27 <laughs> to 0. So, um
3: Are You ever going to see a sport movie like that where the big game is close.
2: It has to be close. It has to be down to the last play. So, um, but I will say this, the Marshall game in in actuality in 1971 uh, at T.C. Williams uh, was, it played out exactly the way that they played it out. So like they were, Uh, they they had a last, last second come from behind play that, uh, just a wild play that ended up winning them the game against that. The the hardest game that they played all season was Marshall. So basically Hollywood just like took the middle mid-season hardest game and just, just moved it to the back. So. You have to.
3: You have to do stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, or else it um, wouldn't be Grant's favorite movie. Exactly. It <laughs> would be on top five
2: um obviously left side strong side left side strong side mm-hmm. i every time i hear like i have heard that clip like in other things like whether it was being parodied or like played for real but like i've i've over the last 20 years i've heard that uh, chant chance kind of thing uh-huh. and um how they're like just you know yelling in each other's face left side strong side and it, like that that phrase comes back again and again throughout the movie and it kind of becomes the glue and the the uh representation of like um that they are going to come together not just as football players like that that play as one team uh not as individuals but as a team but also how they're coming together across uh, racial boundaries um and so like when i hear black and white uh characters chanting that stuff together it just gives me chills every time i hear it Mm -hmm. um so that's one um
3: we got to talk about the dancing the warm-ups
2: yeah, talk about
3: that. <laughs> this is the part, this is the thing that I remembered most from this movie because it was like such a cultural thing to be shouting, We are the Titans, and doing a dance like they did, right? <laughs> it's like what yeah. this movie is known for.
2: I I remember that they did a dance. I couldn't remember what it looked like. Um, Obviously, you you know what it looks like since you were doing it. You're coming out of the bathroom. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Doing it. In a towel. (laughs) uh, That's a great picture. I'll never get out of my head. Um, But um, no, um, I I didn't realize that they did it all the time. (laughs) Like once they do it. Right. Yeah, that's right.
3: I thought maybe it was one time at the the very last game or
2: something. Um, I mean, this is their season. This is the like you know, the the decks flying V like this is like their like signature yes. thing. <laughs> so yes. um Yeah, uh, I really so that's great. I love the scene uh, pretty early on. Um I highlighted just some of some of the good quotes in in and just like really intense scenes. Um, there's a lot of um, like did poet society is another one of this, of these kinds of movies for me where like there's, you just hear a phrase or you hear a, a sentence and you're just like, ah oh, I remember that movie. And it just like mm-hmm. conjures up all these good feelings, but um i love the scene even though it's tense and it's and they're they're actually kind of angry at each other julius and gary are in like the quad or whatever i think it's during the the camp um section of the mm-hmm. movie which that camp section was longer than i remembered it being um obviously it's crucial to the movie but um julius is um saying uh you know i'm, I'm supposed to wear myself out for the team what team attitude reflect leadership captain and just like how much like he's getting in his face, but also like encouraging him to like, hey, step up and you're the mm-hmm. captain. Like the, yeah. the, the rest of the team is gonna follow what you do. And then that is ends up being the huge catalyst for Gary actually turning around and saying, hey, these guys are our brothers. You need to block mm-hmm. for them. You need to help them, you know, mm-hmm. so.
3: Yeah. And how did their shirts always get so dirty? <laughs> <Those> white <laughs> shirts, no matter what they did, were always covered in mud.
2: Grant, you were a, a coach, a football coach this past season at the, at the school that you work at. <laughs>
3: their shirts look like that every day. Even just uh, from running, like without the football part, just
0: jogging, they were covered in Well, I mean, ours ours are like, I mean, I coach junior high football. So yeah. our our jerseys have like planted on stains from, I mean, oh, we're yeah, wearing hand me down jerseys from like 20 years ago. So, Funny. um, there's like planted stains from those. So, but I mean, I could see them getting messy pretty easily, especially white jerseys. I mean, um, I played
3: high- camp. They're all just in white t shirts. They weren't even yeah.
2: a lot of times. But,
3: um, uh, I got two more for you. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Ryan Gosling is in this movie, guys. Dude,
2: I totally forgot. <laughs> what? I totally as soon as he forgot. showed up, I was like,
3: "Wait a second, what did this <laughs> happen?"
2: Obviously, you, you remembered Grant, but like, I, I, yeah. I literally. So it's it's one of those things where you like you go back to watch um, like Interview with the Vampire, and you're like, "Is that Kirsten Dunst?" Uh, yeah. Is <laughs> it? But like, it's you know this actor for so many other huge things, and he's in this movie. He's in a, a lot of the movie, but like, if you he's take all, a big
0: part.
3: Yeah. If you take
2: all of his scenes and put them all, smash them all together, he's in like 35 seconds of the movie.
3: Yeah. <laughs> And then I love seeing little Hayden, little Hayden Pence. Yeah, because I always remember that she's in this, but I always forget how young she
0: was. Oh yeah, and
3: she's
2: got some she's, good one liners too. Well, she's, she's like a
0: fireball in yes.
1: this
2: movie. I I love her character. I honestly like, even though she's such a minor character, she's about as minor as as um, as Ryan Gosling, even though she probably has more screen time. Um, yeah. but but she is one of my favorite characters in the movie. She's a fireball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I loved watching it w- with the new eyes of being a dad, because now that I have a four and a half year old at home, obviously half the age of of this character, um, but still very much a fireball. Um, I, I was just I saw so much of Jordan in, in her. So
0: oh, that's funny. And then like the when they're getting on the bus, like we talked about, who's your daddy? And then, uh, but like leading up to it with the Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin uh, when so he's good. talking yes, to yes. Ray and Gary, and I mean. <laughs> You're like where is he like, going
1: with this? It's, <laughs> oh, okay. it's
0: just like if this did happen, like I, I mean, I assume I don't know why else they would put that into the scene, but um, you just gotta think, what are these parents thinking? Who are they sending their kids off to if this <laughs> yeah. actually scene by scene happened? Yeah, and you you just gotta think that these parents are like, we're sending our kids to go to camp for a week with a nut. <laughs> yeah that's right
2: <laughs> if we're on the subject of characters we have to talk about louis um louis louis is one of those characters that you just i i refuse to believe that you don't love him if you watch this movie like yeah it is he is uh his altruistic uh, almost uh childlike um you know he doesn't even see color like he i mean people say like oh i don't see color this guy literally doesn't see color like it's right. yeah and it's and it's awesome And he doesn't even know why it's odd like he he thinks yeah, he's, that he's the normal one you know
0: yeah he's the one that uh initially like starts being friends with well yeah, he, he shows players. up
3: to the first uh practice <laughs> and it's like he didn't even see what was happening outside the school. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, whoa, 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 I just moved here. Uh I just want to play football. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and how he the the best parts is like he's he's one of the most like off key singers in the world, but def, yeah. doesn't care. I mean, obviously he's a big guy, so like there's a lot of things he doesn't care what people think about about him, but like um when, when he gets in, in with uh with Rev and the other guys and like you know, me me and Rev <laughs> dig on the temptations and then you start singing one of their hits in the lunchroom and stuff. I'm just like I'm just grinning ear to ear. I'm like, this guy is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he's so
0: good. And like um like Ethan Supley. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Um, I'm a big boy meets world fan. Another yes, that's what I remember Disney. And I always will remember him as Frankie Sticchino. And, oh, yeah. um, and it's kind of like opposite, like Frankie and Louie. But I mean, I think he played the role great. And I mean, I'd say um, I have a very good idea of who Louie was from watching this movie.
2: Yeah, um, I I kind of forgot that Kate Kate Bosworth is also in this movie. Um, she obviously has a super small role, um, but um, she plays Emma, uh, Gary's uh, mm-hmm. girlfriend. And um, even though for the for the majority of the movie, you're not you're actually not liking her. Um, she does have that kind of come around moment at mm-hmm. the very end where yeah. she finally shakes his hands um, on the sidelines side of the field. Um, but, uh, I, I like her character a lot in this movie, if nothing else, just because she brings, um, tension for Gary's character, like to fall in line with the rest of the town in rejecting these black, uh, students and how, like, would I have done the same thing he did? Like if I put myself in his shoes and obviously I want to be with this girl and she says, you know, she doesn't, never tells him this, but you kind of get the feeling of it's like, it's me or. Or julius who are you going to choose and yeah. he's just like hey i'm I, I choose julius like he's my brother you know mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I like her character just because of what she brings to the conversation about gary
3: right um yeah so many big actors in this one that you forgot i guess just because i haven't seen it in 20 years
2: Sure. well and and a lot of them you know ryan gosling obviously being the top of that list like it, they they weren't big at the time they were they were nobodies really at the time uh, yeah ryan gosling had done some tv shows and i, I think a couple of small movie roles and stuff but like he was not ryan gosling back then back then so. yeah
0: I, I mean i'd say really um denzel i mean yeah he just which, overshadows everybody yeah because i mean i'd say when they were lining up like characters um the director was like, "Well, we got Denzel, so uh, we can just go from there." And yeah. I, I mean,
2: this really is a Denzel movie, isn't it? That he's in yeah. almost every scene.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, you see some
3: other coaches' perspectives once in a while, but
0: and, and like one one of my favorite like Denzel moments is I can't remember what school it is, but. Um, it's the coach that doesn't want to share film with him at all. And he says, I'm not sharing anything with that monkey. And then they're going <laughs> through the line and he just tosses <laughs> him, he him the banana. It's just like, it's just like, Oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> that guy must just have been floored. It was and smart though, too,
3: because like, f- he doesn't give him the banana first. First, he yeah. holds out his hand to shake his hand
0: like good game. But he has yeah. a banana in his pocket. in as case
2: a, As a backup. Yes. <laughs>
0: It's just like mic drop right there. Yeah. Uh,
1: That's good stuff.
2: Um, so, and then on the flip, on the flip side of that, you know, like the, the, the greatness of the, of the wins in this movie are, you know, the highest of highs, the, the lowest of the lows for, for me, um, you know, obviously there's the attack on their house, like when they like break a window and yeah. they believe their daughters are in danger like that, that was a really like harrowing scene. Um, but also like the scenes just about his job, like how they were like, if you lose even one game, you're right. like you're, you're getting fired. Um, and he just
3: moved out here. His whole family came out yeah, here.
2: Yeah, he gave – he, like – and he was he a was winning coach. To,
3: he was ready to coach yeah. this team. And then yeah. he finds out this is more politics than he realized. Yeah, yeah. he was and a like re- even winning even coach in
2: North Carolina.
0: And, like, even at first, he wasn't even supposed to be the head coach at first. Right. And then they go – because he was just supposed to be on his staff, and then they go around and make him the head coach. I mean, I just can't imagine, like – I mean, I think the movie does a really good job of de- giving us a, an idea of what it was like. But I mean, it would, it would have just been like a whirlwind to be at that school at that time.
2: Yeah. Um, let me ask you guys, I want, I want to hear from both of you guys on this question. Um, what do you think of Yoast in this movie? I, I, don't, I don't even want to color the question. I just, I just, I want, I just that's, all, that's the whole question. Like, what, what do you think of that character in this movie?
3: Uh, I love Will Patton. He's a great actor. Always. Yeah. Um.
2: I don't know. I thought he was. I thought he was
3: cool. I mean.
2: Yeah, I I love his of, character. I I just I, he's I want in to a know. Like...
3: That isn't his fault, right? And he mm-hmm. originally is trying to do the right thing. He's like, no, you guys just play football, but I'm gonna go somewhere else because his career is being taken away from him too, right? Yeah. And then uh, he starts going behind the coach's back and being extra friendly. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. the black teammates, you know, to like prove to himself, I guess, that he's not racist. Well and yeah. Even that's even that's wrong too, right?
2: Yeah, it's it's like, a subtle, like, yeah. It's a subtle yeah, it's a subtle racism to, to be pandering. Um and and that's exactly obviously how Coach Boone took it. So Yeah.
3: Yeah. But uh, I guess the, I guess going through the the whole film, they have a similar relationship, the two coaches to the two so the two, uh, lead students. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And they, I think they both have to, the, the, um, uh, they both have to, to give up some, somebody to like the coach. Yost ends up, um, firing that one coach that's like heavily racist, like really bad. Uh, and then that he was like buddies with, like he was like one of his closest friends. And then, um, uh, Gary has to do that as well. Like he ends up cutting one of the players on the team. Yeah. Right. But I mean,
0: I I think he was in like a crazy situation. Like we've talked about Mm -hmm. after all, but I think he really ends up like it really does become a family. And I mean, that's really all you can say is this football team was a true family. And like, even in like the end credits where it talks about everybody, I mean, it talked about how, Boone and Yost were still friends still to this friends. day. Yeah, so I mean, I think I mean, he gave up a lot. I mean, he threw away his shot at the Hall of Fame at the at that point, but I mean, he did it for the team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there was a lot of it where he uh at the beginning he's definitely like thinking about himself and but then at the end it it just shows that like the team aspect and the family aspect. Cause I mean, he was willing to, he knew that his team was getting the short end of the stick and he was willing to give up. I mean, I would say the hall of fame is the pinnacle of any coach athlete, anything like that. And he was willing to give it up for the team.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think what the thing I, I like about him the most is, um, how he ultimately he does come around to humility. Like it doesn't always, it's not always his first choice and he has to fail a bunch of times, but eventually like he's willing to like the big, the big story with between him and Boone is that he like his defense, his, he's the defensive coordinator, but his defense isn't always stellar. Like they're really, really good, but sometimes they need help and how he like in that final game in the championship game like in front of all the players in front of everyone he says hey i need help you know what what what, what am i doing wrong what can we what do we need to fix and boone actually comes in and like advises him on defense um and he does that publicly like to make a statement of like i am i am i am assisting you like you are the one that calls the shots um yeah and 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 the stakes could have been higher for him. Like if again, if if he helps throw the game, like if he if his defense doesn't do their job, and they end up losing the game because I mean championships are won by defenses, uh, mm-hmm. then um, then he becomes the head coach. So it's like a win-win. Yeah. Game. Right. So. Um, uh, we haven't even talked about Donald Faison, uh, PD. I guess we talked about him briefly, but um, I think he's really great in this movie. I, I loved him on Scrubs, which he was in um, after this movie came out. But um, he's just—he's so great. He's so like overly confident in like a lot of his roles. But yes. um, I really like him in this one.
3: Uh, yeah, I remember him from Scrubs too. Also, forgot that he was in this movie. But just yeah. all of them together, like just build this team that you feel like everyone has a personality that's well defined you know yeah. and then we
2: yeah.
0: and we haven't even talked about sunshine oh
3: I don't mean, forget oh, sunshine. yeah
2: <laughs> he's so great and he's, he, he's that california surfer dude right
0: yes and like it's so funny because like he's doing like yoga or tai chi or whatever <laughs> it is out in the forum and all like the girls are like all watching him and like just like googly eyes all <laughs> over him and <laughs> he's like he he doesn't even play <laughs> i'm out I'm out there making touchdowns and and, and the girls could care less <laughs> and, uh, and then like he has that scene where he smooches gary and uh oh yeah he's just like i just gotta know and and sunshine's <laughs> just like what and he's just like well you're not really and he's like well what if i am and he's it, it just totally like freaks PD out, and- <laughs> yes. but I have to
1: know,
3: <laughs> especially for but- the time period. You know, yeah. like it's all a secret at that point.
2: Yeah. Um. By the way, I I, I probably should have said this at the, at the top, but like that it's 1971, so and you know it's mm-hmm. Alexandria, so like you kind of know what you're getting, but like um the the racist. Speech, like the actual words that they're saying in this movie are, are ones I wouldn't even repeat on this show. Like, I know it's a PG movie. I'm not, I'm not saying like you shouldn't watch this with your kids or whatever. They need to know, be educated on what people used to say about black people. But like some of the stuff there is in this movie, I was like, oh my God, I would never say that ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, what, what, um, I, again, I'm not even going to say the word, but like, cause I, th- I think th- this stuff is really triggering offensive to, to people and maybe some of our listeners, but like the, the word that they rhyme instead of coach Boone is like, mm-hmm. is really offensive. Like mm-hmm. I, when I, when I, and, and, and in 2000, I'm not saying that we're like, you know, I think we're more woke or whatever the kids are saying these days now than we w- were 20 years ago. But like, I, I don't know that, it, it was i'm sure offensive in, tw- in 2000 but like it, watching this in 2020 it's like oh my gosh i can't believe they put that in the movie but back then it, yeah. it, it maybe wasn't as big of a decision um,
3: um no i don't know i feel like you get away with that kind of stuff if yeah. it's in context i mean that's the story that they're telling specifically is that time yeah. period what they're facing you got to be honest with yeah. what it really was like yeah but true. to say that it to stay to say that it uh you know rings true today goes back to that gettysburg speech because that's what he said mm-hmm. like, on mm-hmm. this battlefield they were fighting the same battle for fighting today and that was true 20 years ago and look it's still true today like nothing's changed we're still yeah. doing the same things over and over yeah yes
2: yeah, it doesn't matter if it's 1971 2000 or 2020 it's it's just all the same story over and over again right um, but I, I think the hope in the movie obviously is, is just as powerful as the premise, right? Like, um, when you see mm-hmm. uh, there, there, was one time where I definitely had the, the tears coming into my tear ducts and I fought them back like a good man should. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I I think I actually did cry a little bit, but, um, the, uh, it's, we kind of already referenced it, referenced it, but he's in the, in the hospital after his car accident, Gary is. And, um, and they say, sorry, sir, you can't, you you can't, or kid or whatever. You can't come in here. Uh, family only. And, um, Gary says, um, and then they, they they say, oh, the only person that he wants to see is you. And um, he's like, no, that's, um, you know, that's, that's my brother. You know, that's, right. he's, he's feeling <laughs> me. And I, like, I seriously, Are you like, blind? I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't you see the resemblance? Um, but like, I, I like at that point. I'm like, I'm like, that's <gasps> right? like not, not, to, not to cry when, when uh, he says, you know, cause like his mom, his uh, players that he played with um, back at, um can't remember the school that he actually went to before they integrated but like um like he didn't want to see any of those guys he wanted to see julius and i was just like holy crap yeah super powerful Mm -hmm. mm-hmm the two of them kind of become this the the centerpiece for a lot of the bringing together, but you, you do see it ac- across the whole team. Like they end up having to block for each other to uh, support each other. They're, you know, um, hugging each other and singing together in the locker room. There's, there's real, right. like, you can feel the com- camaraderie between these boys. Um, mm-hmm.
3: Well, and that's it. They're the example, right. And eventually they start to change everyone else yeah. around them. Yeah. Um, But one good news, if if you do want to look up the true story, is those guys really are that, right? They're still all friends, like years and years later. That's so cool. They're still in touch, and they still remember that season.
2: Yeah, at at the end of the movie, as the credits are rolling, they're doing that, like, um, you know, oh, and today, so and so is a businessman in California, whatever. Yeah, and and, uh, one of them, because, you know, sadly, Gary, the actual real Gary, and of course it's it's depicted in the movie as well, uh, died like 10 years later, like tragically, in in Mm -hmm. another car accident, which is crazy. Um, But um, how like he and Julius were like, roommates like they've lived together for like years and stuff like that as friends Mm -hmm. Um, you know and maybe even all the way up to his death I can't remember exactly the timeline but like they were super close even after high school and Mm -hmm. continued to be really really good friends Um, so yeah it's it it gives you hope right it gives you like well it's one of those
3: stories that you want you want that to be the truth but you know uh, it's a movie this was real life probably none of that ever you know turned out that way but in this case it did it It actually was real life (laughs) Mm Yeah. yeah so i do love that part that aspect of
2: it um i i I, lo- I love this movie just as much about the what it says about racism and like that awful scene where they try to go into the restaurant they're like we don't serve your kind and blah 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 right. like like the, all the awful stuff that you see in this movie that it's depicting but also the hope of it as as much as i like the football i i think like this movie does a weird thing where the uh the attack on on racism that it's doing and the 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 mantra of we can be better as people is it's me just as strong as the football which you come you're originally mm-hmm. as you as you see the trailer you're just like oh i just want to see a great football movie but you mm-hmm. come away with it with so much more because it is really delivering both at the same time and i think equally well
3: well that's what's so special about sports movies is it's the really good ones aren't just the sport right yep. it's about something yeah.
0: totally different mm-hmm. Something bigger than
3: sports, right. except for Mighty Ducks. That's pretty much the hockey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's still good too. But
0: oh yeah,
2: um, you guys, this this movie, and I know Grant's going to agree with me. This movie has one of the greatest soundtracks of all time.
3: Yeah, <laughs> definitely
2: the the music, and I'm I'm talking about music that they sing, but also just the music that plays like in the background. The as score, yeah, yeah, or whatever. It is so it is so good. Like I, I, I finished the movie. And I was just like, I got to add that, that, um, OST to, to, to my, uh, Spotify playlist or something. I the, the songs are incredible. It's one of the best ones I've ever seen mm-hmm. in a movie.
3: Yeah. It's definitely on the, along the lines of the, the good sound of sports music, like the horns, the trumpets coming. Oh, through. Yeah. Lots of, lots of percussion. <laughs>
0: I, I, I mean, there's songs like on the soundtrack that were obviously like back in this time period were huge hits, but oh, like yeah, the big popular literally, popular stuff. like literally the only reason I know like songs like Spirit in the Sky is literally oh, yeah. just because, because of this movie and like Ain't No Mountain High Enough. I mean, oh, it's, so it's good. all from this movie and like these were like major songs. Of their generation, the and, yeah, and it's just like the only reason I know these songs is because of this movie.
2: That's great. I love that. Um, do you guys have any other closing thoughts on it? We've we've had a really good conversation on this. Um, I we haven't really even said any negatives. <laughs> is there anything that you don't that you th- didn't care for as much in the movie, or?
3: Uh, yeah, like I said, the last third or so kind of slips into familiar ground yeah i think but i mean what can you do yeah
2: i i agree with my only complaint i agree with you and i and i i even like had a moment where i was like um i feel like this movie is very tropey like it has a lot of like the sports tropes that you'd expect but then i like started to think i was like wait is this movie building on tropes or did it create the tropes? right like right because it's old
3: enough that (laughs) so many of the stuff you've seen have been after
2: that I I mean, if this movie was made exactly the same way that it is now, like uh, erase this movie from history and then just place it in 2020 or 2021. Yeah, I've seen it. it, I've seen it. (laughs) It would feel very tropey, but at the time, maybe it wasn't. I I don't I'd have to compare it to movies that came before it in the 90s. Right. Um, Yeah. So,
0: I mean, I like even looking back to like some of the football movies. I mean, I really don't think there really is one that matches up to this one i mean because like rudy is Mm -hmm. i mean i'd say my top three football movies are rudy friday night lights and then this one and i mean they all i mean friday night lights kind of i mean friday night lights doesn't deal with the racism aspect of it but i mean they're similar kind of storylines right high school football yeah and i mean Rudy's
3: stuff at home
0: but Rudy's kind of like on its own playing field. So I mean but I I honestly think no all three for, of them.
3: No love for draft day, Grant.
0: Uh I'm not a huge <laughs> Well I'm I'm not a Cleveland Browns fan to begin <laughs> with. So but I mean, like as we're recording right now, I currently have the Browns game on. How dare because you? Because I, I just love sports, and it's hard to not watch the playoffs. But, I mean, the Cleveland Browns and Kevin Costner should be through the roof right now because they're, they're playing amazing right now. So,
3: Well, that's why Grant has two TVs in every room of his house, so he can be watching a movie
0: and watching a sports game at the same time.
2: There you go. Yep. Um, the last thing uh, I'm going to say about this movie is um, w- I watched this, <laughs> I, I kid you not, I, I can't make this stuff up. Um, I was watching this movie in one room, speaking of TVs in every room, we have two TVs in our house. I, I was watching uh, this movie in our bedroom um, on that TV. And, and then my daughter, I'm, I kid you not, at the same time as watching Zootopia uh on our living room tv so um yeah it was really interesting um everyone's
3: getting a lesson in race tonight yeah (laughs) yeah
2: so uh she loves utopia but um she it's one of those movies to her like she she's four like obviously she doesn't understand like yeah definitely you you want to talk about not seeing race like i mean maybe not every four-year-old i guess depending on their parents but like um like she is louis to the t like she Mm -hmm. like um i was i was so proud of her this is a proud, proud dad moment it has nothing to do with disney plus but i'll tell it anyways um we uh got her um <clears throat> uh, christmas gifts and she really wanted a, a, this particular doll is a very expensive doll so we wanted to make sure we got it right the first time so we're not doing returns like when you open this is going to be exactly what you wanted and she, and we said um uh because there when we're all the Maybe this is a lot about our culture, but all the white dolls were sold out <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: and uh, they had still had a bunch of black dolls. And um, so without even tipping her off to that information, uh, I don't even think she understands the concept of sold out uh she, we, we just said do you want this, do you want this doll or do you want that doll and she said mommy i want that one and she pointed to the black doll and so that's what she got for christmas she got a black uh, my my daughter is not black um but uh she got a black doll uh for christmas and i absolutely love that i, I think that's, that's
3: not it. a true story get out of here no
2: that is absolutely <laughs> it is not that
1: cute
3: Stop.
2: <laughs> yeah um yeah it's uh it's a it remind it's it it reminded me of of the bias that even i might have like i i um don't consider myself racist in any way shape or form but even right. i was just like well you sh- you shouldn't have a black doll you're you're a white kid like you sh- you should have a white a white doll you know like you know it's like even stuff like that is like it's just foreign to her like she just doesn't even think yeah um
3: well it tells you that it really is something that's taught yeah right yeah because i remember being that young and not realizing the difference till later
2: mm-hmm. yeah
3: well they're going she's going through that too yeah well sorry i didn't i didn't realize this was going to become a a whole podcast on race
2: (laughs) well i mean we kind of did that with um grant remind what's the other movie that we did um the basketball one i'm blanking. oh
0: glory road
3: glory road
2: oh
3: Um, right that's yeah that's the other one i was thinking of
2: yeah i I thought of glory road several times um as i was watching this movie and i um i I don't want to remember
3: what that one was called i knew it was basketball
2: yeah, I couldn't remember the name either, obviously, but I, I this is a better movie than Glory Road. I, I think Glory Road is really, really good, though. Like it's, mm-hmm. I think Glory Road is one of my favorite sports movies of all time as well, and it's another Disney one. So, um, yeah, if, if you've seen, I, I think almost everyone on the planet has probably seen remember the titans at this point if you've seen remember the titans but you've not seen glory road i don't even want to spoil it for you unless you already had it spoiled when you listen to our show but uh definitely watch glory road it's it's a it's a very good companion piece to this movie while being about a completely different sport um it's yeah. uh, deals with race in, in a in a totally different part of of the country so um
0: and i've also heard that if you do like sports movies i've heard I haven't personally seen it yet, but I'll probably eventually watch it. I've heard Safety is really good. That yeah. Disney Plus just launched like a couple weeks ago. I've heard that's really good too.
2: Yeah, I uh, I keep seeing that when I log into the, to, to Disney Plus on the home page, and I I, I haven't mm-hmm. done it so. But, uh, yeah.
3: I did watch Safety. Because oh yeah, I movies. and you will like remember the Titans more. <laughs> oh really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> is it is it worth a, I mean, obviously Grant's a huge sports buff. Is it worth a watch for people who are into football?
3: Yeah, I think so. I mean it's you can see the budget constraints. Oh yeah. Uh, mm. it's a really great story. I think it probably would have made a better documentary. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, just for the story alone, it's worth it's worth watching. So you'll probably like it. Yeah. Okay. Well and bad. <laughs> I don't feel like I wasted my time. But you know, just watching these back to back is like you can't even compare them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's that's the thing with watching like a, you know a Oscar worthy movie like Remember the Titans is everything else looks terrible next to it. <laughs> kind of spoil yourself. Yeah, but it's
0: kind of, it's kind of like our podcast. I mean, we've done movies that are really really good.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And
0: then we've done movies that have been awful. Right. <laughs> what can
3: you do? I like even watching bad ones. So. Yeah. It's my cross to bear.
2: Yeah. Did, exactly. did we, uh, whatever movie we reviewed after the Rocketeer, did we really like it that much or did we just hate the Rocketeer? That much? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, what, what, is there anything else you guys want to talk about that you've been watching on Disney plus recently?
3: Um, let's see, man. I've been watching a lot of Disney plus lately. My, I have a four-year-old too. Boy, <laughs> we watched uh soul, which oh, I really okay. liked, but same thing. I was like, He's never going to get this. Yeah. But he still requested it like every other day for the past two weeks.
2: Wow. He took to it better than our daughter uh, has. I, I don't know that she'll watch it again anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. He loves it. That, it might just be the good. cat
3: or something. I don't know. But
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of like uh, Jack, uh, another friend of our podcast. His son Miller absolutely loves that movie and he's seen it. I want to say he's seen it about nine times and he's in fourth grade. And he absolutely loves that
2: movie. I I really liked it on the first watch. I'm almost positive I would like it more the second time. Now that I kind of know yeah. the, the 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 big story beats.
3: Yeah, I think so too. A lot of times the Pixar stuff, you're kind of hesitant as you're watching because mm-hmm. you don't know where it's going or what it's really about. Yeah. The second time through is what hits you because now you know where this is going, and oh, some of those scenes are just heartbreaking. Yeah, I love the scene. Of the my favorite my favorite scene in that movie is when. Uh, the girl comes by and plays the trombone on the stairwell. Uh-huh. I, the, yeah, I love her. Uh, I mean, which character is it? The Connie. one, the one in the teacher's body at the time is like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. She realizes <laughs> There's something here. Like she really loves doing it. It doesn't even sound that good, but yeah, he loves it. That thing gets me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great movie. I, um, I watching remember the Titans this past week. I I was just I was just awestruck by the amount of excellent content that's on this little 699 service. Like it's right. I you can watch yeah. great great movies every night for a couple months. Um, well, and, full, and you're full, full the target
3: full. demo for that now, right? Cuz you have kids yeah. at that age and um so we've been my son has a lot of energy. He doesn't sit down or anything. <laughs> Uh, He's just barely started to get to the point that he can watch a whole movie like maybe less than 10 times. So we've been doing like Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast Mm -hmm. who actually is interested in it. He loves it. (laughs) So it's fun. It's fun to finally get to do that.
2: That's cool. Yeah, if nothing else, we are going to keep Disney Plus around as long as we have kids. <laughs> but I'll, yeah. I'll probably keep it forever, honestly, as long as Disney offers the service just cuz all the stuff for adults that's on there too, the Star Wars. Well,
3: yeah, and now starting this year, you're going to see something every week for oh, you. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's
0: crazy. And I'm pumped. But I mean, like for like Caitlin and I, we both turn 30 this year. So, I mean, it's basically like reliving like our childhood and like mm-hmm. uh we've shared on the podcast that we've been uh watching hannah montana which was like a show that was out when we were like in middle school and like we finally made it to the final season and we have like 12 episodes left oh so sad it's over and it's just like but then i don't know what's i mean caitlin loves lizzie mcguire so we'll probably finish that up
2: so what you're telling me is is we only have to hear about hannah montana for a couple more weeks
0: yeah pretty much and then it'll be over to the back burner and then maybe we can talk about even stevens <laughs> oh boy
2: i wouldn't mind hearing about some of your favorite episodes of even stevens uh <clears throat> when we end shows when you when i do
3: you remember know. watching that show when i was young but i don't remember anything of it <laughs> besides shia obviously yeah um grant what where's your excitement level with mighty ducks series oh i'm i'm
0: stoked um, that's
3: like in a month right
0: in yeah. March? I mean it, it's getting close and I didn't realize it was coming out
2: that soon. That's great.
0: I'm just I'm I'm over the moon. I mean, it's so funny because the two things like before Disney Plus came out, there was kind of they kind of gained wind that this was coming. Mm-hmm. And then the Lizzie McGuire uh reboot gained wind and that's what Caitlin was like super excited about. So I mean, it's kind of like it's happening for me very very soon right and caitlin's just like they might never have the lizzie mcguire reboot right. And, right. and she's just so mad about that but i mean she's she's found so much on it and like like phil already said there's just so much like on there it literally goes to anybody pretty much yeah i'm amazed with how much tv is going to be coming out in the
3: next yeah. year
2: too that's crazy. I, li- like you said, there, there will literally be something to watch every month. Uh, I can't think of anything that's coming out. Like just by, based on what they've already announced.
3: Well, it'll be every week because because oh, new yeah. episodes of shows are going to come out every Friday
2: yeah just the Marvel.
3: i don't really know that but just
2: the marvel and star wars stuff alone there's gonna be a ton to watch um but i'm I'm interested in some of the other stuff that they're doing the pixar shorts and the um other little animated things like i i love it all so um yeah we're we're pretty excited about what a great first year for disney plus but holy cow their second year is going to be insane
0: did either of you watch uh is it marvel spotlight or whatever the Short is on the Marvel character, Marvel Legends. Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: we did last last night. Yeah, I liked it. It's just like a seven minute cut down of that character through the whole series.
2: Oh, cool! I need to. And and
0: I think they're gonna keep doing it. Is that correct? They're gonna keep doing different characters.
3: That would be my guess. They do one for each,
0: you know, before a show comes out
2: yeah they they're definitely not interested in just sitting on their laurels with their and they have an incredible catalog um that they could literally just put out there and say okay enjoy for the next 12 months or whatever but like they're not content with just sticking with that they're obviously going to keep feeding us stuff over and over again so they you can definitely tell disney is like really upping the the support for the service Well, some of these yeah.
3: characters have been around so long you're like how did they even get here <laughs> what? that's how my wife is so i highly recommend watching those before
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. it's a nice little
0: reminder. Yeah. Cause I mean, uh, Caitlin probably can't even. I mean, she might be able to. I, I could be mistaken, but she probably is like WandaVision. I mean, yeah. Well, what, the three of us are what, super what movie nerds was, So we
3: know, we know of like everything that happened. She's like, <laughs> oh, this is how like, she got here. This showed up there.
0: What movie is she even in? Or, <laughs> and, I mean, it's. I don't even know if she'll watch WandaVision because I mean she's seen like the previews and stuff and she's like, eh. And so I I don't even know if she'll watch it. But I mean that's kind of how she was with Mandalorian and then mm-hmm. she fell in love with Grogu mm-hmm. and
1: and everything.
0: And everything we talk about. I mean, Grogu <laughs> gets brought up maybe like once a week for sure in our house.
1: Right.
2: I was mentioning WandaVision to my wife who you should know has not seen any Marvel movie in the last like five years. Like it's, it's just been a long time since she's been out of it. But um, she said, uh, who's, who's in that show in WandaVision? I was like, well, Wanda and the vision. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't, I don't think she's actually seen um, movies that they're in. So she's not familiar with the characters. Okay. But, Um, I knew this was going to be a super long episode, but that's great because we missed an episode last week. And so we're giving everyone like even more to listen to. Um, uh, But yeah, we're we're winding the show down. Rick, you've been awesome uh, to have on the show uh, today. This has been just a real treat for us.
3: Oh, thanks for having me. I'm a huge fan of the show. I think you guys have great energy. (laughs) I love that. You don't knock on movies too much, right? Even the bad (laughs) stuff. Even the bad stuff. There's good stuff there.
2: Even the bad stuff where we're like, uh, but I, yeah. I kind of like this. Uh, yeah. It's very
3: easy to just show up and, <laughs> and poop all over a movie that you don't like, but it takes yeah. real skill to find the good stuff in there. So, Well, thanks. Hope so the good work. I hope you guys are doing this for a long time, especially Thank- this year. Like we talked about, so much coming out. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. There's gonna be a ton to talk about. Uh, if anything, we've got you know more to talk about than than last year. So um, yeah, there's there's lots more content coming, and and we appreciate you, obviously not just yeah. being um, a guest, but a listener as well. That's that that means a lot to us. So um, we'll talk about uh, briefly. Uh, what's coming up next week on the show and how you can get a hold of us. Uh, so the, the little news um, tidbit that I didn't want to talk about at the beginning of the show, cause it makes more sense here is um, I'm sure there were other news stories, but the one that, that Grant sent me this week was that, and I didn't know that Disney was going to do this, but the first two episodes of WandaVision are coming out simultaneously um, this week. And so mm-hmm. on, on I didn't Friday, I that either. Yeah. I, that was news to me. So, um, So yeah, this Friday, I think it's Friday, right? You're yeah. Friday. You're you're not just gonna get the first episode, you're gonna get episode one and two on Friday. Nice. Um, so that's really cool. Um, how, so however, that changes kind of the plan for us. So, uh, what we, what we were going to do, um, what Grant and I talked about doing was doing WandaVision and Age of Ultron, like talking about that movie and kind of reminding ourselves about, you know, the, the, uh, start of the vision and these characters, and then also talk about the first episode of WandaVision. There's no way we'll have a, enough time to do it. <laughs> So, um, so next week's episode is going to be only one division. It's going—we're going to review both episodes, and just uh, either a single episode of Disney Plus, or we'll just release two separate episodes, just in case you haven't seen—you've seen one but not the other, or something like that. We'll figure out how to do that. Um, but yeah, next week's episode, you'll either have uh, one episode or two, but only one division. And then I think we, we might try to do Age of Ultron the week after that when we do uh, episode three of one division. So that's kind of the, what's coming up over the next couple of weeks. Um you can let us know what you want to hear about on the podcast or send us your own review of something that you've watched on Disney plus recently. Um, we love, that's what uh, I did. That's what you, that's what Rick did. And now he's on the show. Uh, <laughs> so he could be on the show. Apparently I'm like, uh, Hey, I'm a fan. Here's a list that
3: you still haven't done any from, but you can go back to that if you ever need.
2: To. Yeah. We, at the, like, yeah it's, we, it's like, it's, it's so hard to like fit everything in. I know. I know. I know. We have to do like three episodes a week to do everything. But, um, but yeah, uh, we'd love to include you in the show. So the easiest way to do that is Disney Plus Reviews at hotmail.com. That's P-L-U-S, all spelled out. Um, send us a line and uh, we'd love to, to hear from you. And and if you include an audio file or something that you wrote, uh, we've done that for Rick and others that have written into the show. Um, we'd love to include our listeners into the show as we talk about stuff. So. Um, thanks again to Rick. And um, hopefully we will have Jerry. i am got my fingers crossed that Jerry can still do it. But um, our, our good friend of the show, Jerry, uh, who is a Marvel and just comics expert, is going to hopefully help us talk about WandaVision next week. So uh, it'll be fun to have Jerry on the show. But thank, thanks again, Rick, um, for coming on. And we hope to have you back uh, sometime. Yeah, That'd be yeah. awesome. Thank you. Cool. Well, until uh, next time, we'll see you next week for WandaVision.